Hi, everyone, and welcome to Small Talk. Today, I am joined by author, motivational speaker, and coach, Cornell Thomas. Cornell, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So I understand that you lost your father when you were just three years old. How did that affect your childhood, and did you confide in sports to help take your mind off things, or how did you kind of deal with that? Uh, I would say it affected my childhood because I got to see kind of firsthand uh, what it takes to get to university, and that was from my mom. So uh, when my father passed away, my mom made five of us by ourselves. We had very little money. So my mom kind of set the example for me and my siblings that when bad things happen, it's to work through it. I didn't start playing sports. Like, I didn't start with I loved until I was a junior, a uh, sophomore, somewhere in sophomore year in high school. So right. I played like early baseball when I was in sixth grade, but I didn't find basketball until I was 16 and a half. So you talk about basketball. Why was your interest in basketball? It's funny. My cousin played ball. He's from Virginia. And my mom's from Virginia. Bird, I'm from Bergman's Virginia. And I was I just hanging out on my cousin's bed. And I looked under his bed. And there was all these basketball articles that were my cousin Carlos Taylor. So he was just a three-sport stud. But I was so intrigued that as like a 17, 18-year-old kid, he can be in the news for the newspaper that, uh, it made me want to play basketball. So I started playing basketball first uh, just to be famous and maybe hopefully get to play. Well, when did you realize you could maybe take it to the next level? Uh, I was, I realized once that I was terrible at basketball. And that kind of drove me to start working harder at it. And the, my purpose for basketball, instead of becoming famous, it became because I wanted to play professional basketball so that I didn't have to work on three times. Right. So once I put that as my why, this is why I want to play this sport, I, I just it, it kicked everything out. Well, eventually you got pretty good, and you mm-hmm. got a contract to play ball in Portugal overseas, mm-hmm. but you had a career injury. How did you yeah. deal with the fact that your dreams were now over and now that you like couldn't provide for your mom? It took about 48 hours to kind of figure out, all right, it's not about why me, it's about what now. So what are you going to do now to fix the situation? And that's when I called contact with my buddy and told him to pick me up and take me to the gym. And I started shooting again and, and trying to work on it better. Well, eventually that led to you giving TED Talks. You were a coach. You wrote a book. How did you discover that motivating people was now your new purpose in life? I think I, when I started coaching, I, I didn't want to coach at all. Like my coach asked me, I was 26 years old. I've never coached basketball before. And he asked me if I coached when I was junior college because the guy that they had just left. And I, I declined it. It wasn't until my mom said, hey, I think she wanted a job in the field. And I even entertained her. Right. Oh, oh and, you know, you know you're, as being an athlete, when you're a coach, every moment you motivate. Every moment you try to inspire a group of people to sacrifice their own selfish goals. 
people and speaking for high fives and hugs. Yeah, and how did your opportunity with TED Talks come up? I, I wanted to do a TED Talk when I first started speaking, so about seven years ago. And it's a, it's a real long um, application process. Okay. So I would fill up the class, my form, and say, hey, I, I'm a professional speaker. I would never hear back. So it got to a point where I was like, screw TED Talks. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. And then uh, two years ago, I put my ego aside. I said, well, one right in New Jersey, and it's one of the biggest ones. Let me see if, you know, I can, you know, I can send on my application. And they contacted me the month before I was supposed to go on. And they said, would you just a short sum out there into my TED Talk and the rest of history? Nice. As a father and a former coach, what advice would you give to young people aspiring to find their purpose in life? Well, I would say, especially for student athletes, you know, you're bigger than your sport. It's not just your sport. Okay. But I think what we tend to do is we we make our whole identity into that basketball player, that soccer player, that football player, that whatever sport it is. And then you no longer have it and you're trying to figure out who the hell you are. Mm-hmm. So I would say you got to be comfortable with yourself on and off the court, off and off the field. And then ask yourself, well, what do I want to do? Not everybody's meant to change the world, right? Yeah. Not everybody's meant to do this big, you know, grandiose mission on earth. Um, but figure out what you love to do. And if it involves helping people, if it involves giving back, great. If it doesn't, then just make sure it's something that makes you happy every single day. Right, and I think that's... I think in, with, within that, I think you can find your, you'll find your purpose or your mission, what you're supposed to be doing here on earth. Yeah, I mean, that's super powerful, so I think that's some great advice. Thank you. Where would you say is the coolest place you've given a talk? I'd say Dubai. Dubai. It's the coolest place. Wow. I'm a, I'm a Jersey dude, so I, I didn't, I was growing up, I didn't, like, traveling to me was going to Virginia to see my grandmother. Right. Like, I didn't leave the country, so <laughs> for me to be in the, like, the Middle East and speaking, you know, at a university there and at a conference there, it just bugged me out. Like, while I was there, like, I'm, I just kept saying to myself, I'm in Dubai. You yeah. Know, it was so, it's such a surreal experience. So, uh, Dubai to, to date is a crazy place, but there's so many countries uh, that I need to go and speak at that I'm looking to go and speak. So, uh, I would say for sure, being in the Middle East was the craziest experience for me. Well, I can definitely relate because I'm a Jersey person as well. Okay. Get it back. That's why me and you get along so well. Exactly. When I first met you, I was like, I like this kid right away. <laughs> well, that's that's my background. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now it's time for some buzzer beaters. Okay. Would you rather speak with or without a microphone? Uh, without. Without. Are you a Nike or Under Armour guy? Nike. Favorite NBA team? Um, I would, I'm just going to go the local teams, but I, I, I just watch basketball. I don't really watch basketball as a fan of, of like a team. Uh-huh. I just love watching basketball. So I would say um, just any of the local teams, Brooklyn, uh, I hate to even say New York, but Brooklyn, I guess. Yeah. What is your favorite book? My favorite what? Book. My favorite book. <laughs> It'll make you laugh. My favorite book is All the Places You'll Go by Dr. Aw, amazing. My favorite. <laughs> and then last one, Dunkin' or Starbucks? Oh, Starbucks. Starbucks. 
Only because you can sit and like get work done. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's and true. a hot chocolate at Dunkin' Donuts, it's made for lava. Like, it's the hottest. <laughs> but you can't even drink it. Like, they give you a hot chocolate at 11 a.m. and at 5 o'clock p.m. That's so, very true. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much, Blake, for having me. Good luck this season. Thank you. This has been today's episode of Small Talk. As always, I'm your host, Maggie McIntyre. Have a great day, everyone.